Welcome to the Evolve Move Play podcast. I'm your host, Rafe Kelly. At Evolve Move Play, our aim is to help you cultivate a more meaningful life and a more heroic self by reconnecting deeply to movement, mindfulness, nature, and community practices. This podcast was created to bring the best and brightest minds in all of these subjects together to better understand how we can create an empowering and sustainable ecology of practices for personal growth. If you're interested in being part of this ongoing conversation, the best way you can support us and get involved is by joining our Podcast Plus membership. By joining, you will get backstage access to our live podcast airing once a month, as well as a private question and answer session with me and our guests after the show. On top of that, you'll get access to our thriving online community where you can continue these deeper discussions with people all over the world who are just as passionate and curious about these topics as you. More details about the membership as well as the link to get signed up are in the description below. And whether you can join, be sure to like, share, subscribe, and hit that bell icon so you can be notified every Monday when our episodes drop. Thanks so much for your support, and we hope you enjoy the show. Hey guys, welcome back to the Evolve Move Play podcast. This week, my guest is none other than Sebastian Foucault. So if you're unaware, Sebastian Foucault was one of the founders and really early pioneers of parkour. He went on to things like act in the movie Casino Royale, or he was chased by James Bond. He was on a Madonna tour. He's been around really doing parkour since the 1980s, early 1990s. And he's carved a super unique philosophical and artistic vision of movement practice. And we share so much. I met uh, uh, Sebastian just last year, just online through our Embodied Movement Summit, more on that later. But um, we really found a, a ton of, of common ground in what we were doing. And we've had him on the podcast before. Check out that earlier episode if you haven't. But uh, Sebastian, I think he's one of the most creative thinkers in the movement community. And he has this beautiful symbolic way of describing the different aspects of movement training and what's important to him. So I really love this conversation. We go deep into the idea of parkour as a form of play and why that's important. We go deep into how we sustain and change practice as we age. We go deep into the history. And really particularly, we go deep into the role of martial arts and martial arts philosophy in his practice and how he's developed his approach, but also in my practice and the intersection between them. We talk a little bit about aliveness and the rise of what he calls sparring in, mar- in, in parkour, which is like world chase tagging, which you know I'm a huge advocate of. So that's super fun. And we talk about how parkour is like a heroic journey and the different aspects of be- creating a heroic character and how those are access through parkour. So, you know, this is a lot of my core themes and it's amazing for me to get to chat with one of the founders of the discipline and find that we have so much in common in the way that we have been changed by this. So it's just an amazing conversation. It's super enjoyable. As I mentioned earlier though, big news this week. Uh, So we have the Embodied Movement Summit. Seb was at the Embodied Movement Summit. The Embodied Movement Summit is going to go live again. It's going to be available uh, for purchase. You guys can get in and, and, and be part of the community around this starting in two weeks. So put that on a date on your calendar, get ready. Seb was there. Not only that, John Verveke was there. Kelly Storette was there. Paul Check was there. Marlo Fiskin was there. Joseph Frusick was there. Laurent Pimontesi from the Yomakazi. Like the list goes on. It's an absolutely amazing list of people. You don't want to miss it. So make sure that you are signed up and looking out for those emails. We look forward to having you in the Body Movement Summit. But first of all, we really look forward to sharing this conversation with Sebastian Foucault. Enjoy. Sebastian, it's been like a year since we spoke, hasn't it? 
Oh my god! Yeah, time's flying, man. Yeah, <laughs> but it was so it was so enjoyable to get to know you a, a lot last year and to um, to discover that kind of we had a lot of similarities in we were thinking about our approach to practice and the relationship of of parkour to the development of of the self. So. I'm I'm curious just how um how things are with your practice right now. Like it's it's a sanctuary winter time. Um, yes. Yeah, we yeah, we're between like uh, we almost finish uh, autumn, I think. Yeah, we finish autumn. Now we we enter winter. Yeah. Uh yeah, it's uh it's nice. <laughs> That's all I can say. It's it's really nice. Uh compared to last year, uh, I think last year I made a mistake. I would say a huge mistake because I, I literally hibernate a little bit too long. <laughs> so, you know, with my theory, like, okay, we can do, and I think I, I did probably something like three months with barely doing nothing, but I felt it. I think for the first time I, I felt it. So I made a new adjustment. So I don't completely, completely stop. It's just like, uh, uh, usually I, I don't completely stop, but this time, I, I last time I really stop. I really test my uh, <laughs> yeah. my theory, but I think now just for me, I don't know for others, but as far as I'm concerned, uh, I would never ever stop again. <laughs> I've heard from people in other sports who are a little bit older that uh, you can sustain a really high performance late into life but what you can't do very well is take large breaks. No, oh, yeah. yeah. It's like yeah. the older you get, the more consistent you have to be in order to prevent fall off. Yeah. I, yeah, absolutely. I agree. Yeah, definitely. How's, uh, how's the, um, well, uh, let me, let me, I'm going to go in a different direction actually. So I don't think we've talked about this, but I, I love this idea that, in, in Japanese martial arts, I know you're a huge fan of the Asian martial arts. In Japanese martial arts, they, they distinguish between jitsu and do, right? So you have jujitsu and judo, and you have aikijutsu and aikido. And that do at the end of the word is the same word as dao, right? So the dao to ching, the way, right? Yeah. So jujitsu means the practice of, of yielding, basically. Um, but judo means the yielding way. And so I, I've, I conceptualize the martial arts as having this, these aspects of the, the jitsu, which is the body of techniques, and the do, which is the transformation, the, the way that you're trying, the, the journey you're trying to take yourself through. Yeah. And I think sometimes when we, when we do something, when we start, you know, you talk about the age of fire, right? When we're young yeah. and we're intense, it's like, so easy to become absorbed completely with the jitsu, right? Can I get another, can I do a bigger jump? Can I do another technique? Can I do it? Et cetera, yeah. et cetera. Um, and, and I think that ultimately what we find is that what's most meaningful to us is the way that it transforms is mm -hmm. how it becomes a way, how any practice becomes a way. So I wanted to start with that idea. Had you ever thought about the idea of, of parkour as a dough, as opposed to a jitsu, like parkour jitsu versus parkour dough. And uh, yeah, how you've um, seen that evolve? Uh, it's interesting because normally they're intertwined, you know, both of yeah. them. Of course. And and uh, um, I all I started uh, a little bit of time with jitsu, if we can say that, a lot of practice. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But then 
pretty early I moved to Do, to mm. more like a path and a, 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 a meaning beyond just the a set of move or set of repetition. And uh, early stage, because it's, it's not in, uh, in alignment with your, with my age of fire, because age of fire is supposed to be fire, you know? Yeah. But for me, at the age of fire, I was already water in my mindset. Uh, now, the reason why, we can find many reasons. Oh, because uh, I was too scared to do that, or I didn't have enough skills to do this. You know, like, uh, often it's like this. Either you're injured or either you're not skilled enough, so you, you, you still love it, so you find your path. Uh, I was more mature if into brackets mm -hmm. with uh, the concept of philosophy philosophy and i was more into that so i always from the beginning try to find a meaning of what i'm doing yeah yeah the, the meaning that's that's ultimately what it's about um mm -hmm. so my my sense has been and i've talked to you about this that that parkour in its development came to be a kind of dough for everybody who started in the beginning before it before it hit the internet right yeah the community was developing it was really more about the dough than it was about the jitsu mm -hmm. but, but when we saw it when i saw a video of david like it called to something philosophical in me too but i couldn't i couldn't absorb his philosophy through the video right mm -hmm. Yeah. Or your philosophy through video. So what we saw was the techniques. You know, we saw a Kongba, we saw a drop, we saw a backflip. <laughs> and a million uh, internet arguments were born when we saw that backflip. Um, <laughs> so, so we saw the body of techniques and we wanted to go collect the techniques. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm curious, like for me, it's been an evolution back to the, the dough. And I think, you know, there's so much commonality between the way that we've done that. Um, but how have you seen that cultivated in the community? And then, yeah, talk, both, both. Yeah. I'm curious to hear both how that's changed over the years for you. Have, has there been waves in that as well? And then, and then do you see the community coming back to the dough or moving further from it? Um, it's interesting. Uh, I don't, I don't look at the community much, you know, even I'm, I'm kind of always gravitate around, mm -hmm. but um, uh, I'm, um, I'm in a, a journey of self-development. Yeah. So what the community does for me is they do what they're, what they're doing. It evolve in terms of technique. And I think it evolve also in terms of maturity and of uh, the meaning uh, if I can say it largely, but it's not the place where I, where I observe because uh, I always uh, thought like life is larger than parkour and parkour is a teeny tiny bubble. I often say that with the people who are next to me. I say like, what is interesting is if you speak with people in parkour, they know everything about parkour, all the famous people, but you just go to, to your neighbors and they've got their bubble. And in their bubble, parkour is non-existent. They don't even know what is parkour. They don't know what is the philosophy. They don't know. And, and in the mind of someone who's living parkour so vividly, it's just like, uh, are you serious? Like, parkour is huge. And for this person, it's like, it's not that huge because you're just, we're just very close in the house, but you, I, I've never heard about that, you know? And, and it's, it can be surprising. It's like some people are in UK, like they've got cricket. 
I know nothing about cricket, like literally nothing. But it's huge. Cricket, it's huge. But I'll tell you, you know, you've probably seen this story or had this. I don't know if you've, uh, have you ever completed on America or on uh, Ninja Warrior? Yeah, I did Ninja Warrior, yeah. Okay. So have you ever, have you ever been talking to somebody about what you do and they're like, just like blinking at you vacantly, unable to understand what you do. And then say, oh yeah, I was on Ninja Warrior. And they're like, oh my God, you were on Ninja Warrior. (laughs) Yeah, you see? (laughs) Like like that was, that was one afternoon on a, on a TV show that I'm not very impressed by. Right. Um, Whereas like, you know, 17 years of my life have been dedicated to this and brought people together across the entire world, build gyms, you know, none of that matters. You're on a TV show, right? It's, 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 it's interesting how the world is. Like I say, for me, I always say that it's a, but now I'm used to, so I can understand the bubble concept. It's like uh, everyone living there, they've got a teeny tiny universe. Yeah. And in, in your universe, you put, you take everything it has a meaning for you. It can be anything. Someone can be a carpenter and say, oh, for me, it's carpenter and BMX. Yeah. And nothing else. Like, what? And then he can talk to you about a lot of stuff, about books, people inspire him, and so on and so on. However, with the dough, with the practice, uh, with, with practice help you to understand the dough, but the dough is universal. Camera problems. Yeah, I can see you. You freeze. <laughs> okay, you're back. <laughs> yeah, uh, as I say, it's like uh, practice can can make you understand something about the dough. Mm-hmm. But for me, the dough is universal. is is everything. This is through the the path. You can speak with anyone who is in a journey of self development. Yeah. Through the practice, it allows you like a ladder to to get to a certain level of consciousness of maturity kind of mm-hmm. what I say, maturity level. It's like, okay. Cause like, as I say, you need to go from roots to fire, fire to water, fire, uh, water to air, just to get, Oh, Oh, but someone who've never practiced, if you start to speak to, to this person via the technique, they was like, what? what are you talking about? But now if you speak with this person via what you understood and with the, with the voice, with the path and the way or the dough, People say, oh, yeah, absolutely. I've got that. I'm a writer. And I've did blah, 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 blah. And then you, yeah. you connect. What I think is funny is how even parkour athletes really have a hard time talking to each other about what they did in parkour. It, it's, it's very difficult to actually talk about. You'll be like, okay, I, oh, so I did this, this cell de shot or this gong, right? Um, mm-hmm. And then you're like, well, so it was, it was so many feet across and, and, and you know, and then, there's so much feet down and then, you know, there was a grippy rail and there's only so much run up. And it's like, it takes forever to try to get an idea of why it was challenging. Yeah. And I've seen some, I've had some of these conversations where you're just sort of like awkwardly trying to describe (laughs) this physical thing to somebody (laughs) and they just can't really get it because you had to be there. You had to physically see it or experience it to really understand. But on the flip side, I can talk to yogis and surfers and, Jujiteros about the self-transformation that happens through parkour and they get it, right? Yeah. Meditators. And it's like, exactly. It's a language that we can all speak. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, It's almost something like a 
a path we need to go, we, we want to go through, but it's, um, can I say, uh, yeah, it's, it's instinct. You feel like this is like the way to go. But again, for me, I call it like it's self-development. For me, everything about self-development. For my parkour journey evolved so much. So now it's like, it's part of me, but I think I extract everything that was unnecessary for me. And I just use uh, what is useful for my own, uh, it's almost like I say, it's like a Bruce Lee kind of a concept, but Bruce Lee will take it from yeah. other people. However, it's the, it's the path. And for me, it's just like, I, it, it took like almost all the time to, re, to, to be very strong with, with what you want to do and to not fall into this idea of wanting to have more and to do more complex move and more and pushing further and further just to say, okay, I'm enough. With what I've got is enough. Now I need, where is the next uh, path for me to continue my journey and to, and to grow? Yeah, I find that a really interesting question because my, my philosophy is a, is a kind of a generalist philosophy, right? Like once you, if you decide that the reason that you jump is because it's meaningful, mm -hmm. um, then the question is, 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 the, is the practice of jumping delivering the meaning that you're looking for? Or is there some other practice that would be more valuable at this stage for your development? There's a point of, uh, you know, just if you look at your training, if you look at how someone responds to physical training in general. There's a point of, mm -hmm. of, of diminishing returns. So it's like, you go out once a week and you practice jumps and the next week you're a little bit better. And then you say, okay, well, if once a week makes me better, then I'll go twice a week. So you go, you know, twice a week you're jumping and you, you get better week to week than you did when you only do once a week. And maybe you go to three days a week and you, you're still getting more value from the third day, but it's not as big of a change as from the first and the second day. Yeah. And then maybe you go to four days of jumping a week and actually you, you're only getting as much better as you were getting when you're doing three days of jumping. Mm -hmm. So you get frustrated and think, okay, I need to train even harder. So you go to five days a week <laughs> and then you break yeah. your ankle. <laughs> yeah. Right. Cause so you have this, and it doesn't have to be that, that specific amount of days, right? Yeah. Some people train, I know guys who train six days a week, seven days, uh, seven hours a day. Hold on, eh? How old are they? Oh. Young. <laughs> Yeah, but my point is, don't people shouldn't get attached to the numbers that I'm using, right? My yeah. point was just that for every athlete and in every situation, there's a point at which when you add more, you get exactly the same amount back. Yeah. And there's a point at which when you add more, you're getting less back for what you put in. And then there's yeah. a point at which for everything you put in more, you actually are hurting yourself and taking away. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it's not, yeah, it's not something... Uh, uh, in the world of sport, we talk a lot because in the world of sport, is there is a kind of an illusion of you train to get better, and there is no like no end. You can always go like as, as far as you uh, as, yeah. far as you go. It's like even like Bruce Lee quote, like he says, like there is a there is no limit on the plateaus. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Like, but in reality of human being, we 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 do have limit as a not. As a chain of people, there is no limit. It doesn't matter how you progress, but just like pass on and pass on and pass on. But as an individual, like 
there is no way like I can train, train, train. And at some point now I can slam dunk and now I can 360 slam dunk. Now I can jump over the, the completely the basket. And then now I can go over the house and over it. Nah, nah. There is a physiological limit for me as an individual. Yeah. And, and, and because also, as I explained last time, there is a curve, like people need to understand in terms of you as a, as a person, okay? Edge of, edge of roots, edge of water, no, edge of roots, edge of fire, edge of water, edge of air. But it does, it goes like this. And some people like, if you listen to sport, it goes like this. It's just like, no, this is not realistic. There is no, historically speaking, in the history well, of humankind, it's never happened. We, we definitely goes like this and it goes like that. So the real, the real question is like, okay, what am I training for? And what is my aim? Did I reach my peak? Yeah. Is that enough for me? And, but for, for example, parkour is such a baby in terms of, of uh, its existence mm -hmm. that the way it's practiced is, for me, it's immature. It's just like, okay, they practice. It's, it's, it's normal for age of fire, for anyone who's 20 to do what they do. Nothing wrong about that. This is in their DNA. This is what they do. But ultimately speaking, as the, if it was a martial art or, or, or a door, something to follow. It's just like, this is the question people need to ask them, themselves. It's like, how far do I go? Is that enough for me? Or what is my practice? What, what, is, the practice, what is the mature practice? At which point I practice and I say, okay, now this practice, I don't, I don't um, progress physiologically much. I maintain, but, um, oh, can I say that? But, but it still procure to me something in a, a, a philosophical way, also in a, in terms of growth, in terms of like yeah. maturity and something like that. And that's something we I've, you get to jump farther every time you train now, right? Yeah. You're not going to break the jumps, maybe even that you've broken before, right? Yeah. There are jumps that that are receding into the past. You're saying, well, probably not going to do that again, um, but it doesn't matter if you go to the practice and you come out with the, with, well, I think of two things in this. I think of connection and transformation. Connection is what is yielded in the moment. It's like, I was there with the tree and I felt yeah. deep love. Yeah. And that was it. That's enough. Right. Yeah. But also I want to say, even if I didn't, if I'm not going to be able to jump a bigger jump or whatever the next time, I'm somehow moving my character more towards the person who I want to be. But I'm a little bit more courageous, a little bit more self-aware, a little bit more yeah. loving, a little bit more able to see a problem and address it. Right? Yeah. That's ultimately what I'm trying to get out of my practice. Mm -hmm. I still want to jump farther, but... <laughs> <laughs> but not you for know, much longer you. <laughs> I, you know i i it, the writing's on the wall right like um it's like i can i i, I actually just hired a personal trainer recently and i was like here's my goals and i was like all of mo almost all these physical goals are just to reach the highest peaks that i've reached in the past i'm like i just want to i want to get there again and hold <laughs> on to it for a little while <laughs> like i don't know yeah. i'm yeah. like i'm i'm trying to jump uh, you know, I used to standing broad jump nine feet, nine inches, right? That's the best I ever did. It's like, if I can do that again, 
it'll be great. I ain't trying it for 11 feet, right? That's for the, that's for the 12 year old. <laughs> that's yeah, for the future. Yeah. It's a, uh, it's like in Star Wars. It's the place you, you have to go. It's like, it's, it's for you. It's like, like I need to go over there and I'll be back and I will tell you what is the, the conclusion of my story, but everyone has the story and no one can judge you for what you decide to do because only you go and come back and say, okay, and then what is it? And then you're going to say, da, 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 da. Yeah, but it's, you have to go through this journey. We all have to go to a certain journey. That's another way that I like to think about a story is about other practices. It's a way to live your life such that you're writing the story of your life that, that you would want to read at the end, right? Yeah. You would want to say, like, I'm, I'm happy with this story. I, yeah. I did the things that were deeply meaningful to me. And I yeah. But other people will read it <laughs> because we won't be here. So if you, <laughs> you do the story of your life, once the book is finished, <laughs> it's for other people to read it. You're just... Yeah. We, that's why it's so important, like you say, about the connection. That's why it's so important to live it, to live what you do every single time, because otherwise you don't, like I say, like you, some people like will um, live in, a, um, how can I say that? Uh, for example, Van Gogh, you know, mm-hmm. was depressed and everything. I didn't achieve what I wanted to achieve. I wanted to be a, a great painter. I wanted to be among the best and the best. And he didn't even realize he was. So he yeah. just passed away. And now I was say, oh my God, it was just amazing. It's just like, but only us, we're here, we can, we can talk about this. But for him, while he was doing it, when he was surfing his own wave, he was not even con- conscious, like, man, you're surfing the wave. Yeah, so there's, I think about this idea, there's a balance in a practice between um, being, right? and becoming, right? Mm-hmm. The pra- I want to practice that as consistently as possible, mm-hmm. it, delivers the th- it delivers something inherently of value just by accessing. It doesn't matter how, it doesn't matter, the, the future doesn't matter, right? Yeah. I, was, I was reading a book called um, Zen and the Art of Archery by U- uh, Eugene Herigel, and he was saying his Zen teacher, he had a, a Zen archery teacher, right? Okay, yeah. So he went to Japan and he wanted to learn Zen. And they were like, well, you can't really learn Zen without learning. You have to learn a physical skill to learn Zen. You have to, you have to go deep. <laughs> yes. The ladder, again. You need something yeah. To, yeah. And so he's learning archery. And he chooses archery. His wife is like doing flower arrangements and stuff, tea ceremonies. Um, and, and he asked some question to the master about it. And the master says, you know, he asked him, what, why the archery? What's the purpose of this archery? And the master says, the perfect practice is aimless. It's, it's nothing. It goes nowhere. <laughs> and it's weird because that's true and it's also wrong, right? <laughs> yes. yeah. Right? Because if you're there all the time because of where you're aimed at, then you're not there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's so I see this. This is, yeah. this is something I see happen so often. And I've, I've done this to myself. Right. Yeah. You the set something on the horizon and you spend all of your time trying to reach that point on the horizon and you've trained yourself to only yeah. see what's on the horizon. So you get, maybe you reach your goal mm-hmm. and you just reset the next goal. Right. Yeah. It's just the next time to like you say, okay, like I used to say, I used to say strong is 
strong is the, the next thing, right? It's like, I'm strong. Okay, so I can do a muscle, but now five muscle-ups is strong. Now I can do five muscle-ups. 10 muscle-ups is strong, right? And, but that means that I'm never saying, hey, oh, it feels good to be able to do a muscle-up. <laughs> yeah, but I think that's part of the journey. That's part of the journey, like appreciation. You know, when I talk about the, like, fire, water, you start to questioning about the meaning, okay? Now you say, okay, I want something deeper. I want something deeper. But then after there is something like, that's where the master talked to you about stuff. Like you, sometimes very hard to grasp, exactly like the archery. It's like when they start to touch the art of let it go. It's like, it's like almost like it disappears. It's almost like a ghost. So that, no, but he, ha- he needs to have a meaning. So no, he has no meaning. He said, like, whoa. It's like, it's very hard to grasp because now we start to touch another realm, something like the unknown, like a place like... What we're gonna be gone? Yeah, you're. But what's next? <laughs> Everyone can speculate. Everyone can say whatever they want. However, it's like what's next? And then, it, and I believe everything is linked at some point. We're not here to f- to try to figure out what what is after. Like you said, future future doesn't exist. It's not about that. It's we have to leave everything through uh, the process. But there is a way of doing this uh, and appreciate it. Like, you know, when you do balance on rating, mm-hmm. you're never stuck. It's not like, you know, it's always like, ooh, ooh, Oh, yeah, yeah. Ooh, ooh, ooh. You see? And I think this is what it is. The whole journey is like that. It's like to find the balance. Like you say, sometimes you have it. Sometimes I nail it. Sometimes I don't nail it. Sometimes I'm injured. Sometimes, and it goes like, ooh, ooh, ooh. And that's what, what is it to be alive, to be honest. It's just, this is it. And, and whatever the practice you choose, you experience that. And I think the, the lucky are those who can uh, step back and appreciate this. For example, like for me, because I meditate and stuff like that, I'm always constantly observing uh, my situation and what I'm doing. And I'm very appreciated, uh, appreciative of my situation, not only the good, but as well as the bad as well, like literally. Uh, it's not easy, but I understood the concept of balance and I know it's balanced. Just I will give an example. For example, yeah, there is a moment where because I, I divorce and I don't see my, my, my children, I was thinking like, oh, I need to find a way to see them like as much as possible, like to get all the time, all the time. And I was wrong until I realized all I need to do is to be available when they need me, not to be here all the time, just to be available when they need me. That's the balance. That's, that's almost like the, the good, good thing. They call me, I'm here. They, it's not happened all the time, but in my mindset, it's like, whatever I do is they call me, gone, I'm with them. Yeah. This, ju- just the with them, that's, yeah. Whenever they that's the it. balance with them, yeah. Yeah, that's a, uh, I was struck by the idea that I think that there's almost a Zen koan in what we were speaking of earlier, which is sort of like to realize the aim of the practice, you have to allow the practice to become aimless sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. It's, 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 but every martial art does this. I don't know if you see Kung Fu Panda. Yeah. Yeah. You know, when you scroll the stuff, it's like, oh, but there is nothing in. It's just like, it's empty. We always, the concept of emptiness. And I say, yeah, but this is it. 
this is the thing, like the reflection, it's you and so like all this kind of, everything gravitate around that, about this kind of, every time you see something with martial art, it's always linked. The ultimate, the highest point is always like, that was so simple, like it's almost like empty or, or without um, taste. So mm -hmm. I would say that the, the best is always close to without taste, like water, uh, anything you, you can do is always like testless. Like, or, or very subtle in test, you know, like it's not just like a very rich, it's like, like, uh, evanescent, on the, uh, we would say in French. I don't know if you've got something like this in, yeah, in English. evanescent, um, yeah, same, same, yeah, same in English. So, yeah, and don't talk, don't talk to a fire about that because they will say that's <laughs> total <laughs> bullshit. What the fuck they're talking about? They're like, cuckoo, you yeah. know, but, but yeah, that's it. it. This is why every step is necessary. Yeah. So um, you've you you discovered something in parkour, and it it ignited for you things that were already incipient in you, right? You were you were already watching Dragon Ball Z and Jackie Chan and Bruce Lee and yeah. and all this stuff, right? And you found in parkour a way to access, you know, <laughs> it's like a cultivation. That's yeah. you know, you said self development, self cultivation. You know, there's that whole genre of, of martial arts um, uh, literature in China, cultivation literature, right? It's all about mm -hmm. people yeah. building their powers up. So you found a way in parkour. And then you've, you've, you've become someone who meditates, right? And, yeah. you know, you've studied the martial arts to some degree. And you've but the, Yeah. The things for me, it didn't start with parkour. Yeah. It started with drawing and art. I've always been fascinated by drawing and art, like art. This is this is a thing. I've got. I'm very uh, sensitive to art, and my journey of mastery, the journey I didn't say I'm a master, uh, was through art, and the drawing made me understood stuff in parkour, which I didn't have the ability to understand yet. Which my friend had climbed the ladder before me, so there were kind of a certain level where I said, huh. But the difference between drawing and the physical aspect is the physical aspect, you can definitely hurt yourself. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, you know what I mean? So there is a kind of a, the risk factor, which is not because you understood something with drawing or with poetry <laughs> that you will translate straight away to parkour because there is an element of physicality and a risk of hurting yourself. I had to overcome so, yeah, so for me, it's, it's, it's definitely started with art first. But art made me understand a lot with philosophy, mm -hmm. uh, more than parkour, because at the time when I started, uh, again, it can be subject to debate, but there was no philosophy. <laughs> no one was talking about philosophy. It was pure, pure jutsu. It was like yeah, yeah. training. You know? Train. It was, it was an ethic of training, right? Yeah. No, yeah, it was just, this is it. How to become strong? Train. <laughs> like, like martial art, like you see, like a J Jackie Chan movie. It's just like, of course, later on, you can get the philosophy. But the whole movie you're going to watch, he has to carry stuff through the stairs and all this stuff. <laughs> Kill Bill is the same. She has to, she has to like, mm. then after you can chit chat and say, yeah, we know what, because, duh, 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 duh. but in reality, train. So I've been working, speaking a lot with, with people who are kind of thinking about meaning, 
right? You know, my friend yeah. John, he talks about the meaning crisis, this idea that, that fundamentally one of the things we face in our society is actually that people are increasingly left with the sense that their mind, lives are meaningless. And why, mm-hmm. why do we have this, this experience? And so there's this broader conversation around how do we recultivate meaning? And meditation, mindfulness practices, dialoguing, community, narrative, understanding stories, all these things, art, it's all, it's all part of the conversation. But what I've been sort of advocating is that it, it has to go down to the body. And, and such a, one of the big problems is that we've gotten so disconnected from the body. This is why I think parkour is so profound because I think it yes. is. Yes. It's it's the original way. Like uh, there's there's roughhousing and other things, we, but like you have you have to start by exploring how your body moves in the environment. It's kind of yeah. But even we say we say parkour, but for me it's like play is the original way. Yes, literally, yeah. because and parkour is the near is the closest physically you can have like the purest where there is no artifact like stuff around it's just literally parkour like but we call it parkour okay it's yeah. easier but in reality for me the physical activity which called parkour is the is the one like everything you say but uh, but include everything you know like uh, because people will say oh but fighting is not parkour yeah but it's including it's it's it's, <laughs> it's play it's like it's, there is a serious play at some point, but it's still a link. So it shouldn't have been detached. It has to yeah. be. There has to be. I, I wish I would not come up with another word because <laughs> enough with my with my. Like what I've done, right? <laughs> but, but you know what I mean. It's like uh, exactly. Gener- I know what you mean. <laughs> yeah, you know, generally speaking, it's more like. Uh, yeah, I agree with you. It has to be through physic, like the physicality, because we ex- we now we start to tend to go too much like to the side that physicality and parkour does this a lot. It just reconnects you so much with the physicality within yourself, but also with your environment. This is so powerful. So you, you, you are becoming philosophical through your, your pursuit of art, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. There were lessons that you couldn't learn until you exposed yourself to the intensity of the physical practice, right? Of the, the potential yeah. for risk, the, the, the feeling that you can get, the felt sense of what it is to push. Yeah, basically, yeah. The, uh, when I draw, and I try to explain, when I draw, it's, uh, uh, it's a fantastic uh, uh, exercise for the brain. Mm-hmm. Like in terms of like imagination and projection and materialization, anything's been created, started in the mind, then being drawn and then being put into, into reality. But when I train, I transform. It's the process of transformation. There is a transformation through drawing, which is more, uh, we call it evolution. But training is literally shaping yourself to the uh, uh, related to your environment into something you desire, you say this, and then almost like sculpting, you're sculpting yourself, but not only physically, mentally. So that it's very, very deep. That's why when we use parkour, it's like yeah, parkour, but it's it's bigger than that. Like it's like I love parkour, but I hope the world doesn't make it into a box and then we just take this because it's yeah, yeah. with what well, we're talking now. Yeah, we're touching. We're talking about something like wider yeah i mean that's why i call my stuff evolve move play right because for me that the, there was this fundamental 
fundamental realization that parkour was a form of play and that what made it so profound and transformational was actually that it just partook of this, not just, but it, it, at its root, it was partaking in a fundamental form of physical play that all of us would inherently experience in a, in a natural setting growing up. Mm-hmm. Um, sorry, my battery's about to die, so I forgot to plug in. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay so but but obviously we don't only play by by moving through the environment we also play by manipulating things playing with objects and by moving with other people yeah and and if you look at play research if you read research on play they have these definitions there's locomotor play it's parkour right <laughs> there's manipulative play or object-oriented play yeah. and there's rough and tumble play and they're all they're all aligned and i've thought of my stuff as kind of like you can go lift weights right and lifting weights is is really developmental for the body but it doesn't tap you into the depth and the, to the origin of play in the same way that parkour mm-hmm. does it doesn't have the same capacity for creativity yeah. You go do martial arts, but martial arts have a formalization to them. And uh, there's, there's something that wasn't quite there in the martial arts for me. There's also some really beautiful things and some things we can learn from, but there was something there. So I've actually thought of it as like taking the base code of parkour mm-hmm. and expanding the set of apps that it applies to, right? Yeah. So now yeah. we have the, the parkour approach to, 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 to playing with objects, the parkour approach to... to um, yeah, I think, yeah. To rough like, Yeah, talking about martial art, I think, for example, Bruce Lee had, uh, probably there is other people, but the most famous was Bruce Lee. And he had the audacity to play within the environment of martial art, to yeah. take what is useful and reject what is useless. This is literally him saying, oh, you know what? This is the code and this is good. I'm going to break the code because I just want to express myself and e- experiment as much as I want for my own self-development. That's exactly what we do with parkour. Well, what you do also with, with uh, your concept yeah. and everything. It's exactly the same thing. It's like, you know what? I don't want to be like trapped with code and whatever, you know, this feel right to me. I take that, 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 that. Whoever want to join me, join me, but we're going to have fun. Even sometimes it can be serious, but we're going to have fun. And yeah. I love that. I respect that. Yeah. Uh, the, the, ability, the ability to play with. I, had a, I have a friend, uh, Shiri Aziz, who said to me something really interesting once. She said, it doesn't have to be fun to be play. Mm-hmm. So I thought it was very strange, but, but it seemed profound. It's like play is this kind of active exploration, this openness. And yeah. what has happened in a lot of martial arts is this kind of descent into dogma um, where there's the one right way to do it. And there's not space to explore rather than looking at it. You can look at, you can look at a martial arts situation very much like a parkour situation. Every, everyone that you're against is is like a unique set of obstacles right? and every situation that you find yourself in. In fact, I've, I've noticed this, that like you can look at it and you can say, when I'm sparring with somebody, I'm doing 
I'm doing parkour because I'm locomoting, having to move my body. I'm having to create a solution in my body that allows me to move through this space safely to achieve my goal. I'm trying to get from A to B, right? <laughs> I'm trying to get from where I'm standing to having hit you in the face. Um, and I go, uh, you know, and I want to overcome the obstacle of you trying to hit me on the way in. And I want to create this capacity for, for dexterous movement problem solving in that. And then I also want to extract the general ability to be a better problem solver, to know who I am better from that situation, just like parkour. So tell me a little bit about, I'm, I'm curious to hear more about your own experience with, with the martial arts. Like I'm fascinated by the fact that, that it seems to be such an undertold part of the history of parkour. Like I've, I've seen, yeah. you know, footage of, one of my favorite parkour videos is Parkour de Combatant, right? Um, yeah. David oh, yeah. and Stefan doing Via Vudao, I think. And uh, Okay, I haven't seen that. Yeah, you haven't seen this video? No. No, there's a video of, uh, wow, that's surprising me, but there's a video with David and Stefan Vigrou yeah. where they are, they're sparring. Um, they're doing like push hand sparring and they're hitting pads. Um, and, then they're, and then they're training in Fontainebleau. Okay. Um, which, of course, is like my favorite early spot in the parkour uh, history, right? Um, and I think David didn't want it out there for some reason. I'm not really sure why. But it kind of popped up and like people would, would share it behind the scenes. So you had to kind of like know somebody who had access to it. You can yeah. find it on YouTube now, I think. Um, yeah, but, I think uh, at this period, I didn't gravitate much around at least the environment if I do remember. Yeah. Yeah. So so I know there was there was there was that, you know, in, in uh Julie Angel's book that they talk about Jan also having that kind of background and you know punching people in the stomach as part of the the tests of your strength. And you've always talked about the 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 role of Bruce Lee and mm -hmm. stuff. So I'm I'm curious to hear just more about your how the, the martial arts have impacted your thinking and how that kind of developed through your, your practice of parkour. And if you want to speak to the rest of what you saw as well, that's great, but you know, it's up to you. Uh, uh, if I want to speak about what? Like what you saw with the people you were practicing with or, or what you know about what else was going on, but if that's up to you. Yeah. Uh, I usually, I'm, I'm not speaking about the others. I know David uh, practiced. I think it's like, we'll have this idea of, uh, being able to, to defend yourself. But there is nothing really related to parkour, generally speaking. It's more like as a human being, you know, like when you're young, like you want to be able to fight, like also to yeah. defend yourself, you know, kind of stuff. And that's for some or not, it push you to, I want to learn something like mm -hmm. uh, boxing, judo, whatever. Uh, based on your knowledge, if you're knowledgeable, you start to understand that like, oh, judo is must, must very very effective, mm -hmm. uh, so to certain condition condition. However, uh, I don't know the journey of the others. I know a little bit what they've done, but we didn't. It wasn't a shared journey. We're sharing that part. Uh, for me, I was in a quest of uh, finding a master. So mm -hmm. finding a master for me, a master from martial art. That's that's <laughs> that's how it started. So Miyagi. And stuff like that. So I was like thinking when I see 
someone in Asia, like from Asia, he's got knowledge. You know, like, that was stupid. You know, like when your kids just like that. Yeah, yeah, right. For me, it's, it's a whole. It looks, it looks wise to me. Uh, from all the movies that I kept watching, maybe, maybe like you know, it's like almost you guess. Like, oh, no, he was just a normal person. And this one has he's got something he doesn't want to show. Like, uh, I think it was in a, a Jean-Claude Van Damme movie. I think which one was? I think which one is uh, this one? Bloodsport. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's exactly the same thing you get. But it's ingrained in you. So in my side, maybe I've been, I'm going to be lucky. Yeah. I'm going to find someone who can do Kamehameha and is going to teach me this. <laughs> <laughs> this is how it was. So starting like this, also my like of, I need to have a, something to, to also to um, add into my journey as parkour because it wasn't enough because I really fell in parkour. There is the battle in the mind, like mm -hmm. in here. And I think maybe martial arts, someone will help me to unlock something. And that's my, that was my mindset. That's why I went to a place called Budo, Budo Store in Paris, where they've got all this old book for martial arts and you've got all the technique, like all this stuff. And I spend hours and hours trying to find uh, uh, something like a deadly technique of this and the technique, the, the iron vest of, oh my God, there is so many books. Like uh, I, it's funny because now it's only memory, but I wish I film everything because it wasn't, we didn't have iPhone and stuff yeah. like that. For me, it's like, I really get into like that. I remember the smell of the book. It's like, okay, oh, I got this book. And <laughs> I thought I'm going to find something like I'm going to practice this technique so much. And then after, you know, yeah, yeah. But anyway. The deadly touch of dim mock. Yeah. <laughs> you see, that? You see, they always did this. It's almost <laughs> like a myth and you start to believe it. Oh yeah. yeah. There is something. And I was on my quest, my personal quest on doing that. I didn't advertise it. I, I, I will do anything to find the master, to be honest. That was my, my, my thing. And on the journey of trying to find the master physically, there is also the journey of the philosophical aspect, you know, like all the Tao, Tao Te King, like Lao Tzu, uh, the Aga Kure, uh, and so on, like all everything. I forgot the name, the samurai, the blind samurai. What do you say? Musashi, who's the author of the Musashi, exactly. Voila. Oh, but this is it. I was so much into that. Mm -hmm. To the side of me drawing and me doing parkour with my friend David. Uh, that was my journey. But again, like sometime portrayed in the book of Julie, it looks like we were all together, mm -hmm. uh, which we're not. We were not. Uh, we we share in the timeline, we share some moment together. Mm -hmm. But there is no uh, such a thing like where we were all together. And for me, I, I've seen stuff through my personal journey when I spent a lot of time with David and also the, uh, his cousin. And then people from Lis. I we interact, our, our life we cross. But that's not the most important to me. That's why sometimes people talk about the origin. It's not the most important for me. It's like, uh, it's very important to talk about the journey, like you now you asked me about the martial art. It was like, I don't know, like it's a long journey because after I went, I think I tried to find a master. Then after I went really into Bruce Lee, because for me, Bruce Lee was the one, like literally. 
because it could uh, articulate, it could demonstrate, and also it was a pioneer. He had a, a vision and he wrote a book like so nice, Taoji Kundo, so clear, like you can understand. Like, uh, and that was my, yeah, that was for me, it was my master. It was literally my master. <clears throat> so Bruce Lee in some sense was the biggest influence for you philosophically in the way that you conceptualized parkour and free running. Yeah, and he opened the door for everything because, uh, through Bruce Lee, I understand, even I was not so much into martial art, but I appreciate more like I was looking for like Aikido, you know, and then Reshiba because of, because Bruce Lee talked about Aikido and Judo because Bruce Lee say Judo is very, very efficient. If yeah. you're like in trouble, like if you fight by someone who's good in Judo, you're in big trouble. And to the extent it's the same with Jiu Jitsu. Don't yeah. mess around with the Jiu Jitsu guys because you see, yeah. and then and then after we and now because now I'm I'm, I'm very uh, I I uh, I'm still learning with martial art. Even I'm not practicing. I should normally practice every day, but I'm not. Um, I'm very. I know Eskrima. I know a lot of stuff. I know um, uh, uh, Sistema. Mm -hmm. uh, now uh, mixed martial art, uh, Sambo. You know, I've I watch. I look everything. You know, I'm, yeah. I watch, but. Uh, I'm fascinating by this, but it's not my journey because my tool is, is I would say it's parkour, but really drawing is the side of me, like very important. People don't see, but uh, it's the concept of label. People will label you. That's the guy from James Bond, you know, but yeah, yeah. I'm more than that, you know. Oh, he's one of the founder. Yes and no. You know, it's like, <laughs> I'm not against this, but this is not who I am, you know. Um, it's not all of who you are. Yeah, and I'm more a researcher. Like when, when we talk to each other, I find more connection with you because I, I can see like, ah, yeah, you, you, you've got, you like deep research. You like to, mm -hmm. but it's not like research or like, oh, just to talk about. It's like you, you mean it like about self-development and stuff like that. Yeah. That's where I felt more connection with you when I did that, more than story of the past and stuff like that. So yeah, but we were kids, you know, it's like, yeah. if you time machine, you see me, so what is he doing? He's trying, you know, it's yeah. not like he's clever. No, it's just like, I just, I just saw a movie, uh, Karate Kids. And I, why are you doing this? Because I saw it in the movie. Yeah. 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 We were all callow at some point, you know, yeah. I'll be, I'll be 40 in, um, a couple months. Um, yeah. In February. For some reason, I was thinking about what it would be like to go back to the year I was born, right? Oh, you know? Why do you want to do that? <laughs> I just thought, I was thinking about my kids, actually. I was thinking about, you know, would I rather have raised my kids in the 80s or now? Like, are the problems that we had in the 80s worse or the problems we have now? Boy. It just became a fun, a fun thought experiment of, like, how could I take, like, the martial arts that I know and the parkour that I know and go build a business in 1982. <laughs> and I was like, man, I think I would smash it. That would be so, I think that'd be way uh, People would think like you're, you're the Bruce Lee of the era because you'd be a genius. Like, oh my God. <laughs> Especially if you come with the skill you've got now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. The level like, of knowledge. Man, would be like, that'd be low hanging fruit, man. Just find all the people selling their dim mock on uh, 
on black belt and, you know, challenge them to fight. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and then I could teach everyone I taught martial arts. I could teach them parkour and that'd be a, a huge separator. So it'd be fun. And you'll be the founder. So there won't be like too many people and too many stories. Like, okay, let's set the story straight. <laughs> You're just like, is that for me? I'll go to France and just teach you guys when you got started. I'll be like, okay, I know you're, I know you're interested. I could teach you. <laughs> so it's total um, different tack here. One of the things I've always wanted to talk to you about, which I'm curious about, is the role of movement in nature for you. Because that's been... That's, you know, the biggest thing for me is this, this love of being in nature and how that yeah. transformed my practice. And, and there's something, you know, the first video I saw was David in, in Lise, right? And in Fontainebleau. Yeah. Right. He was in both. And then there's this early video of him saying, you know, whether in the man-made environment or in the natural environment. And yet somehow for years, every time I heard someone describe parkour, it was urban obstacle course. Yeah. Urban obstacle course. It, it's as if that, that, that part just got forgotten when it, when it spread across the world. Yes and no. Because it, it's like, because parkour, the popularity spread, okay? But you will never have everyone understood everything. It's like in any, any activities. So for me, I'm, I know it hasn't disappeared because there is more people who appreciate parkour in nature than they were back in the day. Because yeah. generally speaking, it's not completely true, but let's say we were 10 guys is doing it. Mm -hmm. Out of 10 guys, only 10 guys is doing it in nature. Yeah, you know? yeah. But now, how many people do it in nature? Yeah. Uh, we, we, there is quite a lot. So that's why for me, it's like... Uh, we would love to everyone understood the philosophy. We would love everyone to understood. No, it's not only urban. We'd love uh, everyone not to do only tricks and flips and just think about it, whatever. <laughs> but everyone has, like we said before, everyone has a journey and has to go there and to come back or do whatever they want. The more important is what do you believe and where you are. And I join you in this because the nature is so different. It's so powerful because you're connected with something alive. Yeah. With, with a concrete wall, it's just not like, it's not the same. It's different. It's completely different. Yeah. I hope I can come over this year. I'm like, we got to spend some time with, with Sebastian and in, uh, in Hampstead Heath or go over oh. to France and go to Fontainebleau together. It has to happen. Yeah. <laughs> we'll make oh, it happen. Yeah, yeah. I can spend like all day. Like for me, it's just like, yeah. yeah. And even like sometimes I do have flashes of in my head, like, but maybe it's my problem with watching too many master movies and stuff like that. I always have kind of this idea of disappear. Like, where is he? Oh, he's gone. Oh, yeah. And yeah. then just living in the forest and far away and then away <laughs> from everything, away from all the technology and stuff like that. I won't do it, but I do, I do have, I find it cool. You know, like there is something oh, yeah. sometimes I feel like that's super cool, man. Exactly. It's like, he's out. <laughs> it's yeah. like... There's an up and coming UFC fighter, Yuri Prosaka, who um yeah. who's doing it, right? Like he like he like lives in the woods, you know. Si, si. You know, he's meditating next to a stream and getting in the cold water and like he's totally trying to do it. And he's a great fighter, like he's an amazingly talented yeah. fighter. Um, but I have an extra fondness for him because, you know, because yeah. Like, I I like, yeah, people to the side like this, I like it's like a 
Rickson Gracie or so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When like, my God, like it's, it was so martial arty uh, yeah. speaking for me. Like, uh, because now MMA fighters are amazing. Like mm-hmm. the level is crazy. Technique is everything. But there is kind of the philosophical aspect is, is not uh, tapped into it. Not for everyone, but it's not tapped into it. But I do remember when I saw uh, Hicks and Gracie's, my God, this guy's got the total package. You know, like, you know, he's got the, the most like Bruce Lee, you know, he had the, he can demonstrate, he can, he can talk to you about the technique, the method and how he works, how efficient it is. But also to the side, he's like, he's got this samurai, samurai, the stuff we fell in love in the movie and everything. He's got this samurai side and this kind of yeah. idea of, yeah, you know what I mean, this spirituality. Of, and he's supposed, he's supposed not to be detached and parkour has normally the same. When you talk about being in nature, yeah. being in nature with retouch, reconnect you with yeah. the spirituality. It's like, and then you become a samurai in. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah the sp- spirituality. That's something that. Oh man, I've 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 come to accept the idea of spirituality relatively recently, um, and in a very different way than a lot of people do, but. Um, but people, when I, when I started orienting my work really towards meaning and focusing on telling stories and having meditation as part of what we do and, you know, taking people into nature and giving them these really deep experiences, people started telling me that they thought of what I was doing, spiritual teaching. And like, I was like, I'm an atheist. I don't know what the hell you're talking about. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, and I like, I grew up as a hippie kid, right? So spirituality was always yeah. a super like I just saw so many people abuse the term, right. And use it to take advantage of people. Yeah. 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 Um, and so I, I was always shy of that, but I was reading a book called spell of the sensuous by David Abram. And I was talking to, 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 and I was reading another book called uh, what the Robin knows by John Young, which is about how birds communicate and how you can kind of understand a lot about what's happening in the woods. If you, attuned to the birds and how the kind of all of them are communicating. Mm-hmm. And I realized that you can think of all the birds in the woods as kind of like, they're like the voice of the forest. They're the, they're like, a, they're just like your brain is made up of all these separate neurons. It's like, yeah. that's a neural net of all these birds who are all communicating. And the way that they're communicating is, um, is telling you where the predators are in the environment and what's happening. Yeah. And what, what time of day it is, right? All these things are, are in the bird's language. I was like, oh, well, that's the spirit of the birds, right? And when I'm out in nature, I'm, I'm in communication with the spirits of the land. And that's yeah, ab- extraordinary yeah. value to me. Right? Absolutely. Uh, it, that's something, like I say, when you, that's why I keep saying, like, I, I hope people understand I love parkour, yeah. but at the same time, I refuse to be trapped into the, the, the parkour uh, uh, shown on social media. You know what I mean? I love yeah. parkour with this entire... When you talk about nature, for example, like if you talk about this to someone who does parkour into the box, mm-hmm. they'll say, oh, what is talking about? But we're supposed to be linked with the environment. That's what this discipline is about. Yes. And when you go in nature, like you talk about the birds, but if we talk just about the, 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 the branch of a tree, which is bigger than like, it's, it's massive. They're all interconnected. 
Uh, now we talk about fungus and supplier. They all in right, like yeah, yeah. it's 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 huge. But it's not. Oh yeah, I mean, whatever. We're not talking about. Oh, there's no the hippie, hippie. No, 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 no. Okay, forget the hippie. Whatever. It's it's real and it's true. It's not it's not like it's really connected. It's, it's alive in ways that we can measure by science, right? It's not yeah. it's not some energy right. or vibration. It's the mycelium. It's the phytochemicals being released in the air that tell the trees to change it, how much um, how much tannins they have in their leaves, right? It's, yeah, it's, 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 it's so there. It's right there. Communication, and yeah, yeah. We, we evolved in it. So this is one of my ideas that I've been playing with for a long time. Is that like the revolutionary aspect of parkour, one of them was that it was kind of a, re a reconceptualization of the city as somewhere you could play in, like we evolved to play in nature. Yeah. Which is beautiful. It's amazing, right? Mm. Because it's like you get to be more human <laughs> in more places. Yeah. Reclaim the space. But it's like, but at the same time, we evolved to do that movement in nature, right? That's where mm. we, that's where we came from. That's where I think of it as the most nourishment for our body is available. Yeah. There's more nourishment for you in the natural world than in the urban world. And there's more, there's more outside than inside, right? Yeah, but yeah, because also you connect from the roots. Like when you, when you have your shoes, you're not, like you, you're not connecting with the plant of your foot. And be, mm -hmm. But because we're so like, how can I say that? The society is it's been shaped in a certain way and we've been, we, we follow based on when you, how you grew up, but uh, we cut ourselves from uh, who we are from the baby. Like when we were baby, like uh, literally open to the world, like oxygen is very important. Connected to the land is very important. Uh, we talk about the roots. Uh, uh, also the oxygen is not the same. Like the air is not the same in the morning that it is during the day. Um, Oh, uh, there was something I wanted to say about this. It's just like, uh, and when we're always in the city, the city is also the nature, but it's, it's we made, it's a creation we've done. And we try to do our creation and to surpass the, the power of nature. And we can't, it's still there. But, um, and parkour also, the, 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 I would say sometimes the problem is, uh, it started with reclaiming and being free. Mm -hmm. And now because it's become popular, we re-become slave again by copycat and do everything the same. So it become a fashion phenomenon. And so oh, this is, I do my corkscrew, I do my corkscrew. And then it, the move is, it, is cool to watch, but the, the philosophical uh, or the, the, the aspect of, remember the core of it is freedom and to find yourself, but also to connect with your environment. This is the core. You can ignore it, but it's beyond you. Like if you go to Amsterdam or any forest, it's, it's amazing to see like some of the tree were here before our grand, grand, grandfather. Yeah. It's a it's history book. But people say, yeah, what does it mean? It's like, Whoa, that's mean you, like for me, someone who say that is completely disconnected and he has no sensitivity. He's got no open-minded, he's not, oh, no awareness. So he has to do a journey to reconnect to that and say, man, it's like you're next to uh, history book it's a time machine right here they saw stuff like they saw us and with all our story all our book and all our knowledge everything I'm saying and they, they're going to see me leaving I won't be here and there will be a new generation and new and new and new and new and they will still be there it's amazing yeah we 
we've been talking a lot about connection, right? The way that I conceptualize what we're doing is we're reconnecting um, and we're kind of reconnecting the aspects of the self. So the, the mind and the body aren't really separate, but, mm. but we separate them. Right? Yeah. And we have to have ways of cultivating them, of understanding how we think, how we move, how we emote in our intuition and all those aspects and being able to better integrate them. And then we need to be able to do that in relationship to the physical environment, right? Yeah. Then we need to be able to do that in relationship to other people. And it's like, if you have a deep connection, if, you, if, if all the aspects of yourself that are internal to you are deeply connected and, and, and congruent and, and um, they're, they're operating in harmony, and then yeah, you're operating honest. in harmony with the natural world. And then you're operating in harmony with the social world and the people around you. Mm. That's, that's the, that's the way for me. Yeah, I think it's incredibly hard to do like from a first to like from the environment, you're fighting against how the, the code of the place where you're living, like, oh, this is it. Oh, you know, you know, climb, you don't climb a tree. You're not allowed to kind okay. of stuff like that. Uh, after, like, in terms of, like, just personally speaking, like, all the stuff, because we carry all the pain from where we were kids and stuff like that. That's what makes our choice on a daily basis that we need to evolve. So, in a personally speaking, you have a lot of walls and obstacles in your head that you have to, like, overcome and go through. So, this is a lot of blockage. And now I'm not even talking about community and because it's incredibly hard to have without any true, like uh, there is a time where you have ancestry and you've got uh, the elderly who pass on the message and stuff like that. So, so it was very deep and very connected, you know, but it's been destroyed like at some place. Uh, and then we've got no link. We're not, and we're not linked. We try to link each other, but ultimately we are not. I can take about uh, so many examples. I keep talking about that. Like even like you can talk about uh, culturally speak, speaking, like we try to say, hey, yeah, yeah, we're all like, yeah, the world is open and stuff like that. But in, in reality, there is a few places where it's very mixed and some places, so no, no, we stay the way we are and we're not interacting with other people. So there is a still a, a big journey just community-wise just to get connected and people just, just for you to make people understood what you say to connect, they need to have an open-minded. But if I'm come up with stuff which has been taught to me by my family or in my culture, you can say whatever you want. I'll be like, um, nah. <laughs> it's like, it's like oh. Oh. yeah, I mean, that's, that's, unfortunately, that's what happens with a lot of younger parkour kids, right? It's like, yeah. uh, but you know, look, Dom's doing 27 foot front flips. Like that's, that's what I aspire to, which is fine. Right. Like there's a stage for that. Yeah. Edge of fire. Yeah. And, and, It's normal, like I say, like fire resonates to fire. Mm-hmm. It's like, this is it. If you, if you water or edge of air, you try to say something to fire, good luck. Because you need to do something from buoyant and something like, that's why some people were very great, like I say, like Bruce Lee, because they can, <laughs> they can show fire, so you got the attraction, and then they tell you wisdom. So it's like, oh, so it, they're portals. They're like, these people are portals. But if you only, like, I'm only wise, 
He said, shut up, Zab. So show me, show me something. Yeah. But when you can show and then say, okay, now, now I've got your attention. But remember, and that's what happened in the movie. Sometimes you say something like, I don't get it. But it shows something so powerful. I think you got this also in the, you know, the Peaceful Wire from Dan Minman? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's the same. Like when he starts the story, it's like this guy is, is the, I love the idea of the guy's the gas station. <laughs> Sometimes I say, I should do that. <laughs> no one knows that. But I like the idea is that the guy's in the gas station and then up oh, turn and then he is, is on the roof and stuff like, how did you do that? So it's just like fire get your attention and say, uh, man, you're not ready for that because they did it. So what? See, that's kind of the stuff I, I kind of uh, like anyway. Yeah. I mean, I think that you can't, you can't stop young people from being young. Right. And you don't yep. want to, there's a time yep. for it, but there's yeah, also exactly. a way in which is a trap. It's like, you don't want to be um, like, you know, exploring your sexuality and feeling attraction and, and, and flirtation. It's like, oh, that's a game that's so, it's so, no, that's so seductive, right? Mm. But if you devote your life to it, it's not so good. <laughs> yes. Yes. Right? It's like, you don't want to be in that stage forever. Yeah. And it's, it's, and without good elders, without a good community, without a good sort of structure for people, you, you can you cannot realize what the game really is, right? Oh, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's true. The game of parkour, maybe it's not to just do the biggest flip or jump, right? Um, I would say for sure. Yeah, it's yeah. not even maybe for me. It's definitely yeah. not that. It's just and, like you know, uh, the, the game of sexuality is ultimately about family formation. That's what it evolved for, right? Um, you know, the, <laughs> I, I think about this idea of like you want to live your life such that, you know, to the, the greatest degree possible, there'd be, there's this kind of, well, Jung had this idea of the self. The self mm-hmm. is, the, is this, the aspect of you that's continuous across time. Yeah. But that aspect of you is, is the capacity for transformation. Mm-hmm. But there's something that's stable and something that transforms. And you want, you want to live your life such that you're always kind of in the best relationship with that. Mm-hmm. So that the transformations, you don't want to sacrifice what you could become for what you are now. Yeah. And, and I see young parkour athletes who, who are so, they're so in love with w- the stage that they're at, that they're willing to accept great limitations down the road to, yeah. to, to get through this, right? Sounds like sport to me. Yeah. And I'm like, that's, is it really worth it? You know, you're not making $10 million to yeah. do an extra. That, that, that's why it's even worse because they copycat traditional sport. Yeah. But we're not in a stage where it's like a football or <laughs> it's just like, man, you win nothing. Go do some golf or something like that. So Formula One or something where you earn certain but parkour, you better figure it out because <laughs> you're going to get a hip replacement when you're 35. Um, yeah. And the, the most that you can show for that is that you've got like a couple million YouTube views. Right. Yeah, and even this is just, <laughs> maybe you got sponsored by a ramen company. <laughs> and even it gets worse and worse because I think back in the time, like in the time, having like a million views on YouTube is not the same thing of having million views now. 
because there is more people who's got million views. So it's just like, meh, it's still good, but it's not as good as it was before. So people chasing something, it's almost sometimes I, I say like, it's like a, a lottery, you know, this cam, like you, you always aim for one day I'm going to have a million and then I will have a sponsor and then I will leave from just putting videos and stuff like that. And for me, it's like, this is, but it's completely out of what we believe. For me, it's just like, no, no. Connection, true connection. Like for me, I, I like my Instagram stuff because I can see all my friends. Stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But for me, it's like, I prefer true connection. I prefer t texting someone, hey, yeah, we do this. Oh, uh, reply. They, need, uh, they ask me a question, I can reply. Like you say, for, like it's about connection. It's about yeah. connection. Yeah, um, it makes me feel good when I sprain my yeah. ankle. You and Williams Bell both, uh, both, I don't know if you commented or. Or, 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 or give a like or whatever, but it's like, oh, yeah. It's like guys who are my heroes are, are, uh, yeah. are, are I always giving me a little love yeah. and support, you know? Yeah, that's why I love people. People say, oh, I don't like Instagram. I say, hey, you know what? You know what? I can, I can speak with my friends, see what they're doing, give some uh, uh, energy back, you know, like, hey, I'm, I feel for you. I'm here, you know, the real, like the, the real stuff, but it allows us to travel around the world even like we're still here. But the most important is what you do when you switch it off. It's like, it, because for me, like I'm, I'm not, I, I don't know if I'm an, ex I, I don't think I'm an example because I'm living in a bubble. I'm like a master Yoda, uh, literally. This is my thing. I, I like to do that. Um, I, I don't uh, encourage people to do the same. I do a friend. I'm not like completely off. I do a friend, but I like, being a little bit out of the society, uh, yeah. a little bit. Uh, not in my business. I'm very approachable. I like to teach. Transmission is, is, uh, is to the top for me. Yeah. It's really very, very important. But aside of that, I need to, get, I need to go back into my uh, sanctuary. Yeah. I need to get back into my sanctuary and not be distracted by uh, the noise of the world. Like, because it's, especially now, it's very, very noisy, very, very powerful. And uh, that's why I don't have TV, don't have radio. I'm not interested in anything people talk. Uh, what is the, the, the subject of the moment? I'm, I, like, as soon as like, my girlfriend says, I don't care. I, I don't okay. care. But like, if it doesn't touch me right now, right there, I have no interest in that. I wake up in the morning. You don't see me. Like I go, like, it can be like 5.30 or uh, sometimes 3.30. I'm doing my thing. I do exactly what the voice tell me to do I go do my thing I do my work I try to inspire people as much as possible because that's about transmission they do whatever they want with what I'm going to give and and I move on because we're not here for long I don't know what's next but we're not here for long so I don't have time to be worried with anything <laughs> <laughs> we yeah I think we all have a need for um, for being part of the community. And then we all have a need for space to, to pursue what's unique to us to yeah. pursue. Like, you know, if you think about that model of the connections, one of those connections is, is really knowing yourself, right? Mm -hmm. It's actually, it's very hard to know yourself sometimes mm -hmm. in relationship to other people. They can really blind you. You know, you can, you can fit the role. It's like, Oh, I'm the class clown. Right. Yeah. You know, I'm the class clown. So I go do this or, 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 um, you know, uh, one of my students, Andrew, he, his dad is like a, 
music director and his sister is a scholarship musical student plays multiple yeah. instruments at a you know major university so i i write uh, while you're talking i'm surprised yeah. because i want to remember what i'm saying yeah and go he, on, go on. yeah he, he you know because because he was surrounded by them he just didn't think of himself as musical right and then he takes yeah. himself away right he goes to college and he He misses something and he picks up a guitar and he starts playing guitar and singing. And it's like, he's not as talented as his sister is, but he's still very talented. Right. But he couldn't know that about himself because he couldn't see it about himself in the milieu that he was. And so by yeah. taking ourselves away from those other things, I, I consume too much, too much social media. I, you know, I, 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 I'm, I have a real hunger for knowing what's going on, trying to understand what's going on. Okay. Um, And that's just my nature, and I think that's fine. But it 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 does have this this thing where you can get to this point where you're consuming so much that there's no time for your own mind to just think. Yeah, you, but you you said it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. it. Yeah, so it's like if you're you know if you're like okay, uh, you know I'm in the bathroom, I'm on Twitter reading about politics, and then okay, and then I I'm making my my breakfast, and I'm listening to a podcast, and then you know and. Then, <laughs> You know, just the whole day goes by. There was never a moment where you had a thought yeah. or almost you, you almost never get to have a thought that's not influenced yeah. directly by somebody else's what they're putting into you or putting yeah. out for you to consume. Yeah. But podcast is good. Like we're doing it now. <laughs> no, I love podcasts. I'm not saying that yeah. those are bad things. I'm just saying that people need, to, I, I think podcasting has been incredible for me in, in, yeah. in understanding things better. I think yeah. Twitter can be a really powerful tool, but I think it's much more poisonous, right? That's when you have to be careful. Oh, yeah. But it's how, yeah, it's how you use the tools. It's always the thing. It's how you use the tool. Like, like for me, it's also linked with the people I revered and I admire. And often people talk to me about parkour. That's why I wrote it down. But in reality, I like to draw. I like to move. And the, 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 the discipline I choose for movement is parkour. I've been chosen by, yeah. by the circumstances <laughs> to do parkour. That's why, like, the pioneer thing, the founders, yeah, whatever. For me, it's just like I've been lucky to be there and to have parkour and not another sport or whatever. That's why I'm so pleased. Uh, I'm so much into stuff like uh, alchemy. Uh, it's, it's, people will say, like, what? You see? I'm a, um, uh, like, uh, how do you call it? Uh, like whole civilization would disappear, like megalithic stuff. Yeah, you yeah. Know? Lost uh, Nikola, Nikola Tesla, uh, Leonardo da Vinci. You see, those people, like, they're not like, oh, yeah, we all together, we all believe the same. Uh, tell me what the society is saying. They're like, they're in another world. And, and I like that. I like, I like to be in contact with people, but I, like, I, I really believe there is mystery in this world. I really believe that. And the more time goes, you know, like you see, atheist, people don't believe in God, is this? Is that the word? Uh, what was it? Atheist. Yeah. Atheist. 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 Yeah. I believe I was atheist, mm -hmm. but now I, I, I don't know what is the word. But I don't believe anymore. Like there is nothing. Like, so there's. So we can talk about. Um, so there's an, an atheist is someone who. I mean, 
theist means believes in God, right? Atheist means doesn't believe in God. It's just, yeah. I don't yeah, have yeah, that yeah. belief. An agnostic yeah. is someone who, who has the belief that we don't know, right? So you could be a, an agnostic atheist, right? Which is to yeah. say, I don't believe in God, but I don't know that I, I don't think that I really know. Yeah. And the way I describe myself now is actually a non-theist, which is um, kind of a, a different way. But I, I wonder if that might resonate with you. But the idea of a non-theist is that if you imagine that God is like a, a, a supreme being that sits in the sky and judges you, right? Mm. Like a common theist says yes, and an atheist says no. The non-theist says that's not the right way to think about God. Yeah, God is God is something much more difficult to comprehend than that. Yeah. Well, yes. There we go. It's like yeah, the, that's the, thing, yeah. The, the Platonists describe God as the the ground of intelligibility. Right. Like, why is the world such that we can intelligent? What is the font of of meaning and how things come to be? And it's like, well, that. That principle, whatever it is, is what we should be yeah. in worship of. See, when we were, we've been talking about uh, uh, co connecting yeah. with stuff, like we talk about community and uh, environment, all this stuff, very dear to me. It's very, very important. Uh, knowing also that I'm very careful with the, with the society and the community because they can make you think like this and then you can miss the point of where you start to be to be aware and then you miss the awareness that's why i prefer to be in my bubble and and the idea of uh, uh i'm very careful with the human being we're very powerful but also we're very destructive and everything human being says you know i'm just like mm, i'm not judging but you know what i'm i'm let's i i get my right to be to the side And, but in my, in my way of living, more time goes and more now I really, uh, it makes me more confident, but I really believe there is something beyond, like something inexplicable, but there is something like for me, it's, uh, I'm most hundred percent sure now. It's just, yeah. I would never have anything to prove it, nothing to show because it's not like this is way bigger than everything we can say with word. But for me, it's like, okay, I got it. And I know why we're so disconnected. Why, why we can't even understand because we're already connect, disconnected in a teeny tiny level. We're disconnected with, with so many stuff. We're just like, Bleh! for me, it's like, whoa, whoa, we miss, we miss it. We miss uh, so many things. We're not connecting to each other. We don't understand balance. We don't understand human body. We're still so focused with sport. Mm -hmm. uh, we don't understand food. We, we think we need to eat all the same. We, uh, there is so many things like, It's like I can make a list of stuff like this. You know me, like with my, uh, I completely re rename my whole house. You know, there is like creative room, Zen room, yeah. nourish room. So I, I did my seasonality. I did my maturity level because I believe like, we, man, we, we have to respect where we are and like the mind in the mind, but in the body, we need to respect. No, like most of the people don't respect it. We shouldn't put in our body stuff will destroy our body. Drinking, smoking, yeah. it's an, uh, I'm not judging people. If they do it, they do it. But based on what I really said, you want to understand something, but first of all, we're, 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 connect, we're disconnected. This is all this stuff that disconnected us to, to, to everything we've been talking. And, and play, evolve, move, all this stuff is these, those words 
reconnect you. It's, it's make you getting closer. Anything else, Mr. Okay, guys, enjoy. Uh, see ya. Uh, I need to go back into my uh, my bubble to to meditate and to again, as I say, it's like uh, if people are interested in alchemy and stuff like that, it's, all this process is, is linked. Yeah. How do we, yeah. uh, you might enjoy my conversation with my friend Dave Wardman. His stuff is called Physical Alchemy. Um, mm. But uh, I was also thinking in reference to a conversation about um, Jordan Peterson has two chapters. There's a bunch of great chapters in his book, uh, Maps of Meaning. There are two of them that really come up for me. One is apprenticeship and the other is the shamanic journey. Mm -hmm. Right? So the apprenticeship idea is we, we often are, we, we want freedom, right? People always say freedom, right? But it's like, you can't have freedom without discipline. Mm -hmm. You don't, it's when you, when you're in the beginning of the process, you don't, you don't know yourself so well, right? You're kind of this bundle of undifferentiated potential, right? You're like, what are you? So you have to choose something. And then, and then it's like, in order to do it, you have to, you have to, to be committed. You have to mm -hmm. go all the way in. You have to make yourself a slave to it. It's like, make yourself a slave to parkour. You're, you're 19 years old. You're listening to this. Make yourself a slave to parkour for three years, right? Be it. And, and then, then you'll have some resources. Then you'll know who you are. Then you'll know what you've experienced. So that's one side of the journey. And we, maybe we always come back to this part of the journey too. But then there's this other end of the journey, which is to say, everything that society tells me is the gap, is the, is the barrier that keeps me from seeing the new solution that society needs. And so I have to have some way to separate it myself from it. I have to have some way to, to, to break the conditioning in order to reach the next level of freedom. Yeah. Right? And that's the fasting and the, the psychedelics and the, you know, the... It's incredibly uh, hard. I think yeah. there, is the, there is something in error, like I, I don't want to extend too much on this subject, but we're living in an era where there is a lot of, um, it's an attack on freedom. There is a strong okay. attack on freedom. Like some people, some people will not see it because those who are so much used to, to follow, uh, they will not. But those who are very sensitive and they, to, to be, without being too much, to be pioneer and to, to the concept of pioneering and to, to find new way, new paths, find your way and find self-development, stuff like that. Those people are very, very, they feel a very a strong aggression. And I do feel a strong aggression. And you will never see, for example, on social media, me any comment on anything happening in this world. But I do have a, a view and I, I do feel how I'm, I, I'm, I'm uh, attacked. I'm literally, we, we are attacked. And um, the beauty, we're not here for, for long. <laughs> so for me, it's just like, uh, I do what I do. I enjoy what I enjoy. I inspire who I can inspire. And then after uh, CR, because, but there is a battle here. I don't know for what, what is the reason, uh, what is the purpose, but uh, yeah, it's, it's, there is something happening. Uh, there is a storm's coming. <laughs> <It's like laughs> another idea that, that I got from Peterson was this idea that there are two, two kind of heroic, there are two heroic conflicts that we face. Mm -hmm. One is the confrontation with chaos. So that's like 
that's the something unexpected, the strange, the stranger, the, the disease, like COVID, right? It's like you're a doctor, you're on the front line, you're trying to figure it out. Like that's heroic, right? You don't know what it is. You don't know the shape of this thing. You don't know how it's going to respond. You don't know what to do. You got to figure it out. But the other aspect of it is the tyranny of society, right? So we, we face a problem and we find a solution. Um, and then we, we, we codify that solution. We become, we become conditioned to that solution. And, and a lot of those solutions, some solutions have been consistent forever and they're, they are really valuable. It's like, I'm a big fan of marriage. <laughs> like, it's like not, it's not for everybody. And, and, you know, people have some should, you know, consider whether they need certain flexibility in their marriage and everything, but it's like children have to come into this world and they do better when they have committed parents. Yeah, it's true. But what is marriage? Uh, let's, let's just a t- teeny tiny thing. Hmm? When you say marriage, do you... Marriage. Yeah. You talk about marriage, sorry. Do you, think, do you talk about the relation... The, 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 the relation and the connection relates to to have another to have another human being or to educate any like to get someone around for more community or you're talking about marriage the religion thing um they're connected right so there's so there's so marriage for me fundamentally is a way in which adults choose to to have children and to manage their relationships such to serve those children and a religion is is a story in some sense and a set of norms that help stabilize that like they yeah. can also become tyrannical to it um, yeah and and so this is the so i i just gave that as an example but we we have we have some things that have been passed down to us that are really of high value that we always need to go back and remember and uh yeah and keep. yeah yeah and then there and then we have things that are passed down to us that are actually the the barriers to us in actually being able to solve the new problems that are arising yeah 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 and yeah the thing to- is yeah the thing is for me it's just like and also it's only my opinion it's just me but i felt It's like something is it's funny because it's parkour is the same thing. Yeah. He started, he started with the roots, with the essence. And it's like, this is right. Yeah. And it's been taking over and people doing it just for the sake of doing it, yeah. but they completely miss what was the, 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 the purpose or the essence of it. That's why when we say about marriage, marriage. it's like people will say, Oh yeah, I get married. Like it's oh, yeah. but it's, uh, it, now they forgot the roots. They forgot the roots, which is the connection. I prefer to have a deeper connection and not having the so-called, like I said, you see when we talk about Paco, the box, which they call marriage. And I believe there is people I can see, oh, they're married, but they're, they're real. Uh, like, it's very weird when I say, but they're whatever, religious or not religious, but I would say they, are, they, they do it right. This is it. Yeah, this yeah. is it. And other people will do exactly like Paco and say, Okay, they do it because it's, it's, it looks good on paper. They, they follow <laughs> the form without having the substance. Say again? They follow the form without finding the substance. That's exactly that. Right. This is it. And, and so, the society, unfortunately, have a lot of that. A lot of people follow the form, yeah. but they, they don't understand. And because of the... You see, when we say... Everything we say is linked to what we said at the beginning. Yeah. 
because we practice the essence and we, we, we climb the ladder, we do this, it makes us understand whatever you do. It's like, oh, yeah. I can understand because, because you've, got a, you've got a certain knowledge about uh, the essence and the deepest and how it's connected for real. Like this is, it's a, why, why do you think you know about connection for real? Because, because I practice it. Because I know, I, like, I can tell you, like, man, <laughs> and I want to share it. It's yeah. not just even like I got it for me because I can't just having it for ourselves. It's just a gift. It's like, damn it. I'm, I felt very blessed. But after the next bit is you want to share it. You want to say, seriously. Well, that's the, the other aspect of the hero's journey, right? You, yeah. you go yes. to the world, you confront, your, you confront the... the the dragon of chaos, you bring back the elixir of life and then you have to take it to society and share it. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, so there's this, so what I, you know, like, I don't want to dig too deep into the current political situation, but we can see it like this. We can say there's a real dragon, right? And then there's a real responsive tyranny. Yeah. So some people say, oh, look, dragon. <laughs> and they can't see the growing tyranny. Oh, yeah. It's just some like, people can see the growing tyranny and are like, no, the dragon wasn't real. But the way that I see it is they're both real. Yeah, yeah. But and also, it's, and it's, and yeah. it's very natural, too, to respond to the, the, the arrival of the chaotic potential by, by becoming more tyrannical, but we have to find a better way. And yeah. I actually think that's really interesting because when I first, when I first, like, you know, I was a kid who read The Lord of the Rings, right? Like, like mm. for you, Bruce Lee, for me, Tolkien, right? Yeah. Um, and... And I'm a geek, so I understand also. Uh, yeah. <laughs> good, good, good. So, so, you know, from eight years old to 12 years old, I was running around the woods slaying orcs and dragons, right? With a wooden sword, just all the time, right? And at 12 years old, I remember having this really strong sense of disillusion. Right? Like, there's no dragons. There's no orcs. Like, I can never be that hero that I'm imagining. Right. Like that, that's not a professional path. <laughs> I don't have a, Aragorn isn't, isn't a, a career path that I can take. Right. Yeah. And, and when I saw David jumping, right. It was like, it called to me and said, Hey, there's something like that. That's still out there. And I don't know how much I actually thought this at the time versus this like later thoughts that have sort of interpolated themselves back, but it's almost like I thought, ah, oh, that's the dragon. Right that dragon's actually inside me. And by doing this jump, then I can fight with it and I can learn to become a more heroic yeah. person. And so I've always, for years, I've been thinking about parkour as like choosing your dragons. Go out and find a dragon that's small enough that you can become stronger and you beat it and you get the gold, which is your character, which is your, your growth. But and then I had this really interesting idea, which was that you guys, when you started, it wasn't just the dragon. You were fighting the tyranny of society because we'd all oh, yeah. we'd all yeah. closed the way that we saw how these spaces were. Yeah. So the opposite of the, the the other side of the hero who slays the dragon brings back the gold is the hero who who who, who brings back the waters of life to the parched kingdom. Right. Yeah. And the waters of life are chaos. They're it's like when, when things become too stagnant and too controlled and too, you know, everything is, everything is this direction, right? Yeah. Like then you need somebody to say, okay, but you can climb the wall too. You don't have to walk by it. Yeah. You can jump over the staircase. 
And yeah, that's, that's what was revolutionary. It was not just that you chose to take on a challenge. It was that you reimagined how yeah. a, a space that was designated for a specific purpose could be used. It's like yeah. it's, the same, it's the same thing that we still need. We, still, we always have to confront those two aspects. We always have to become more capable of seeing how society is becoming tyrannical and more capable of seeing yeah. a rising threat. Yeah, I'm like for me, like I'm very sensitive to that because, as I say to you in previous when we talk together, it's like it start with pain. Mm -hmm. It's like how much how how much was your pain? And for me, society, uh, I had good stuff in my life, okay, but in my youth in the school and the system of the school, it didn't give me good. Yeah. yeah. And, and then, and I do remember that very vividly. And, uh, and I do remember the, the, how he works, you know, this guy listen uh, blindly. Uh, he's got good grade. He's great. He's almost a genius. Mm -hmm. This guy doesn't follow is, is nothing. It's nothing. And if you have no grade, no diploma, nothing, you, there's certainly nothing worse, nothing. And I do remember that, like, like very vividly, like, just like, oh, that's my path. <laughs> you know, like, this is, this is the path. Like, you, like, this, I can see exactly how I'm going to hand up where I'm going to be. And I've been lucky, or I choose, I choose, I choose my path. I choose a, a different path, which in reality leads to nowhere. If people say, so what are they doing? What? What is that? Like, this doesn't make sense. It's like completely stupid. That's, they're going to waste their time and everything. And, so, and there you go. This is who I am now. You see everything I've done after. And then that's why for me, it's so strong in me. Like, I don't mean like we shouldn't follow. This is not what I mean. It's just like, we have to be careful by thinking there is only one way because it's, it's completely wrong. It's, for me, it's just like, I, like wow. It's just like, this is not the way. And, uh, and, and that's it. That's why what happened in the society now, it's like my hair goes just like that because it's just like, whoa. And I can see how people, I, I can see and I can understand why people can't see because they're not trained. They're not trained to see through. They're just trained to, they're just being trained to follow and, and also parkour, the beauty with parkour, we are trained to not be ruled by fear yeah. physically. So when like people will communicate through us with a long, long, uh, uh, um, long language, the, through the speaking of fear, yeah. we're, not, we're not jumping into it straight away. We, because that's what parkour people does. We're not crazy. The, I talk to those who have a good experience. Yeah. We're, not, we're not just, like, oh, a good no fear. This is not, no, 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 no. It's not the way we think. It's like we take the information, okay, and we analyze it. And then after we, we make our own judgment. Mm -hmm. And this is the freedom. I can make my own judgment by crossing the sea and I can, I can die, okay. That's, that's also my freedom. Was, oh yeah, but you shouldn't. That's my freedom. That's the concept of freedom with the big F, you know. That's my freedom. But also, I can choose to cross the sea, and think and have a plan to do it. That's also my freedom. Mm -hmm. And now, uh, it's an analogy, but in reality, now in society, now 
was being dictated to do this and this and this for many reasons. But for me, it's, like, it's interesting. I, I hear it, but there is another thing, which is my abilities to, to, to express myself feel really attacked. Yeah, it's, a, it's an interesting time. <laughs> oh, we can agree on that. Um, yeah, I think, I think we need, you know, my fundamental belief at this stage is that that, the, that we have really great, we actually have great institutions and systems that have been great for a long time, but yeah. that, that they've all, that they've made it too comfortable for us. And we have, yeah. we have not cultivated the ethic of self-development, which would yeah. make us the type of people that can prevent a system from being corrupted. Because there's, yeah. no, there's no system that is proof against human corruption. So you, you, have, you want virtuous systems, but you have to have virtuous humans to make the virtuous systems. Yeah. But and, the, yeah. and the way it's made, like for example, uh, there, I, I don't want to say like I, I, I don't have the knowledge to reshape the society. That's not what I'm saying. But if I look at as a as a pioneer, I would say like uh, women uh, are different than men. <laughs> they 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 literally have like when no man can say I understand what it is to have nine months yeah. uh, a, a life inside me. It's like pff, you can say whatever you want, you will never understand. Why, like women, they're not all perfect. Like you, you know what I mean. They're, we're all human beings, but by is by essence, they're about uh, life and protecting and and delivering something like that. Why in the system system of the society, there is not more women? That's just for me. It's just like on top of my head. It's like something like if you see like statue from a long time ago, they they revered women like a goddess, like God, like like you see. So for me, people say, yeah, but whatever. Yeah, I, that's why I say human, I'm very careful with human because my brain say, I don't understand, but for what I observe, I know my mom, I know, my, I see my sister, my, like, I can see, like, like I know what it is. I, I've seen my, my ex-wife, like, having a baby, like, nine months you carry. Yeah. It's something, like, we talk about journey, the physical journey. Oh, yeah. The physical journey. It's yeah. not normal, like in a society, it's not built. Now we talk about elderly, not about the tree. Mm -hmm. They're not all the old people, they're not all wise. But it's data. It's, it's huge. Yeah, seeing things that we haven't seen, even if they're not wise. Yeah. They, they're sources of information about what the past was actually like, which is so, it's so important. I, I, like, I'm, I've actually been obsessed recently with, learning more about the 1960s. Cause I feel like we're actually still stuck in a culture war that started then. Yeah. We're still stuck with these poles of extreme, of extremities that like, yeah. these were the time when, when the counterculture threw out everything about the previous culture and that was too much. And it was also the time when the mainstream culture sort of tacitly accepted the idea that, 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 the traditional values were worth sacrificing all ethics for. Yeah. The FBI was, the, the FBI was experimenting on American citizens with LSD. Right. Okay. Okay. I'm not talking about FBI. See you. 
<laughs> so, you know, it's like, we're still, we're still fighting some of these battles and it's like, well, my mom was there. I can ask her questions. Right. I don't necessarily yeah. have to agree with her perception of it, but, but she has a felt experience of what that time was like that I can't access. Except yeah. Yeah, yeah. And we need to, we need to, like we talked about this idea that the self, you need to be connected to, to the aspects of the self. And yeah, it's yeah. like they've got no voice. It's yeah. like for me, like I said, the system has to be like, we need to have a place for the elderly. We need to definitely have a place for, for women because they have a say. Um, of course, I will touch something like this is, this is the, the point. It's also, it's like Monopoly. The cards been distributed a long time ago mm-hmm. through whatever, battle or sneaky, whatever. And that's what we're facing now. Some people are the position they have and they hold everything. Like just, I will talk about, uh, for example, uh, no, I will not talk about that anyway. Uh, yeah, you see what I mean? It's just like, I was shape. It's just like, meh, it could, it yeah. can be better, but because there is some element is not put, it's like, yeah, yeah. Or even culturally speaking, we haven't passed the, we, we're not even ready to accept other culture, like each other culture. Like it's like, for me, it's definitely, we're not here. We think, yeah, because as I say, for me, I'm very lucky to be in a geographical place where it's kind of a multicultural, like even if there is difficulty, but it's not the whole world is multi stuff. Via, via stuff like that, yes, via, via phone, yeah. But in reality, no like religion they did they really talk to each other to accept each other no 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 let's not talk about that you see and all this stuff makes us uh i think we will need a lot of uh generation and washed washed out like uh, washing out mm-hmm. me including including me yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like next 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 to get to a point so, okay this is but yeah this is it but in reality when i look at it we talk about the society it's like We've got massive hurdle, and there is, as I say, there is people who decide for us. Yeah, they're, they're, people have got so much power. They say, you know what? We decide this is where we're gonna go. Yeah, and it's like, ah, uh, really? What? I, like the the questions of you know of broader society. Those are those are we can get deep into that, but I think what's unique about our conversation and what we can offer is this idea that that there's a way for the individual to, to, to scale themselves up to, to be more capable of dealing with the problems and to create communities, to connect yeah. with people through these practices in a way that, that will prepare us to solve the problems that we face. Yeah. I, we, we've talked about the idea that, you know, you said in the beginning, there was no philosoph- philosophy. Yeah. There was no what? There was no philosophy in the beginning of Parkour. Um, yeah. but, but the philosophy itself, right? Mm. Philosophy, philosophia, love of wisdom. Yeah. The first philosophical dialogues happened at the Greek gymnasia, the yeah. academy, the lyceum. The, yeah. I think it was the Kinosarges. These were the places where people met to wrestle and box and run and prepare themselves to be soldiers. They started in Egypt first. Um, philosophy. I'm talking about Greek philosophy. I don't know. I don't know. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. But Greek but philosophy. Greek, Greek took philosophy. it from Egypt. Did they? I mean, who, yeah. who, who, is, oh, the, who yeah. is the Egyptian who taught Socrates? Huh? 
Who is the no, Egyptian Socrates? I don't have to name names, but if you talk about alchemy, for example, and uh, uh, basically Greek rename stuff, like the god, they rename their god. It's like you take a culture and you rename and say, this is our, our culture. Philosophy is the same. I don't, I don't mean that they didn't, they didn't debate. The whole idea of philosophy started before them, prior to them. Like um, uh, they call it Hermes Trismegius, you know? Uh, it's like, uh, it's taught, the God taught, T-H-O-T, you know? And he had that, all this wisdom and stuff like that. So all this philosophical stuff, but anyway, we won't extend on this. Yeah. But however, for me, it's very important for, it's very important to, it's the same with Sparkle. It's not, it didn't, there is no founders there. It's like, it's a lineage. It's long, long philosophy. Well, yeah. I mean, there were, there's elements of philosophy that have developed in lots of places, right? Like obviously we have an entirely independent uh, tradition in, um, in China, which is, that's, that was my point. That's why. That's why I'm also, saying. But when, but what I want to say is because why I say that because it's very important for me is sometimes we we tend to centralize things based on what we learn in school or in the book, but in reality, you've got African philosophy. You've got in Egypt, some people will study whatever they want to study, but then in Asia, you've got philosophy. Mm -hmm. You've got in any place you've got someone who's got a certain, a certain philosophy. And, uh, and for me, it's something in me refuse to have a centralized place to, especially because of the color of my skin also. Yeah. It's in me. It's, it's linked with the pioneer things and the refusal of the, the narrative we give give to you. It's just like I'm not a conspirationist. I'm not. This is not my point. It's just like, as a uh, pioneer of or parkour believer for what we believe, we must already always stand to, like generally speaking, the world is big. It's not central. Like uh, yeah, yeah. France, France is not the central of the world. Uh, U.S. is not the central yeah. of the world. But when we talk about everything, we're talking about the issue in the society is because it's set up like this. It's like, okay, this is how we're supposed to be. It's not. Yeah, I mean, I think we can we can accept that that things develop independently in many places, and also that they don't always develop everywhere, right? Because um, if you so you can look at agriculture, right? Agriculture yeah. started in the Middle East. And then it used to be believed that agriculture only started in the Middle East and that everywhere else was, was sort of second to that. Yeah. But it was like, no, actually, that's not true. Agriculture yes. starts in the Middle East. Agriculture starts in China. Agriculture starts in Papua New Guinea. Agriculture starts in Mesoamerica. They're all independent. Maybe yeah. they're centers of agriculture. And the same thing is true of philosophy. There's, yes. there's Greek philosophy. There's um, Indian philosophy. There's Chinese philosophy all independent. Now, I'm not real familiar with Egyptian philosophy, but I, I don't think that the Egyptian philosophy, what I understand about Greek philosophy, I doubt that it's directly just taken from, from Egypt. I think it's actually much more impacted by Persia and Zoroastrianism. Okay. Zoroaster was a huge figure who precedes a lot of, of what comes in the Greek philosophy. But the thing that I wanted to get at with that, aside from that kind of elements of the history, is the idea that, that the, the beginnings of philosophy in the Western tradition, at least, happen yeah. through the body, and in the, in the and the same is true to a significant degree in 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 both China and India, because yoga yeah. is, a, is a is a philosophical tradition that has a body practice. Yes, and, and Buddhism and Taoism were deeply yeah. interwoven with with uh, with the internal martial arts and 
and external martial arts, right? The yeah. Shaolin Temple is a Buddhist temple. Yeah. Wudang. And it's interesting Wudang. because they're almost, they're almost all fucked up, right? <laughs> now, but if you think about yoga, now if you think about the yoga here, I'm in London, <laughs> you see the yoga is like, it has nothing to do with, it's, it's everything is linked with what we say before. Yeah. Again, it's the form, but the, the, the essence is just like, what are you doing, guys? It's not, it has nothing to do with the, we miss, it's almost like, okay, I'm not interested in that. I'm taking just that. So let's say you talk about the trees and everything. I say, okay, I go with you in the tree. I say, I'm not interested in this. I still go to the tree. I will wear my shoes. I go every morning. I look at it. I take a pictures. I go, <laughs> I went there. Yeah. That was nice. <laughs> it's like, yeah, we, take, we, you know, if you walk by a tree, you see a tree, right? Yeah. And what do you see? How deeply do you see, right? Like, if you climb the tree, you see something different. The, the tree is a very different thing for a person who climbs in it than a yeah, person yeah. who walks by it. Oh, yeah. Big time, but yeah. The, but also, someone who gathers from the tree has a new vision, too, right? Do you yeah. go to the tree to get acorns? Do you go to the tree to collect eggs? Do you go to the tree to collect fruit, right? Um, do you go to the tree because, you know, you know that it's going to lose some limbs and that's that's a source of fiber and a source of, of, of timber, whatever it is, all those are layers of knowing. Um, and they're, they, they give you a deeper sense of it. And, and a lot of what's happening is that we're, we're seeing something and we're taking a very surface level. Of it. We're not doing that deep dive, right? There's a lot of lack of depth, um, which has to do with commercialization a lot. But that's, a, that's a deeper conversation too. But what I think is interesting is this idea that, that philosophy can should be in, I think of, of, uh, of what I'm doing with the Baltimore play in some sense as the, the reunification of the philosophy of the love of wisdom with the gymnasia, the physical practice. Yeah. And I think that, that, that at the center of the message that we've been talking about here is the idea that we can't get the virtue and the love of wisdom that we need without having a root in physical practice. We can't make, yeah. um, uh, Jordan Peterson has said that, you know, he talks about the idea that in the Bible, you know, the, the chosen people become Israel. And Israel is the name that's given to Jacob after he wrestles with God, right? It means wrestles with God. And he says, okay, well, maybe that's the right relationship to think about how we, 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 yeah, we should relate to God. It's not just like, I, you know, I've accepted the, 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 the proposition that, that Jesus was my savior. It's like, you actually have to wrestle with the idea. You have to be, you have to think deeply about it. Um, but I was like, well, how do you become the type of person who can take that on if you don't wrestle? Mm -hmm. And if you, if you go back to the, the Stoics too, they said this, that, that philosophia is, the, is, the, is wrestling in the mind. I, that, I like that. Yeah, I really like you that. have to have you have to have the mentality of the wrestler of the parkour athlete. To me, yeah. that's the root from which we can cultivate the virtues that we need to be the type of people that we can that can take on the challenge. Yeah, yeah, but only a few also can get that. Like how the society is shaped, in my opinion, only a few are in a, a position to to uh, to get some. If this, I say that's a bit tough, but yeah, because I, I've like I don't know. Maybe it will take time, but I'm a, I'm very disappointed about the society now. From what I've seen with the the event now, 
I really felt like, wow, this is this is the best we can do. <laughs> literally. <laughs> it's not no, honestly, it's not I good. Mean, I'm like I'm like uh, I literally I'm in my bubble and I'm I literally realized that's why I, I think I post something about freedom. I knew like I say I'm not completely naive about freedom. I know we're not completely free, but the more time goes, the more I realize well, well, I'm I'm one of the I'm not free for sure. But I'm, from all the people who are not free, I'm the luckiest. <laughs> I'm, I'm one of the luckiest. Yeah. With all the people who, with the, all the people who are not free, I'm one of the luckiest. Yeah. We. There's freedom. There's a there's a vision of freedom which is total freedom of action, right? And that. That that's not realistic, and it and it it's like some of the things you would express like it's it's um have you ever read uh crime and punishment no right crime and punishment is a, a novel by dostoevsky and it's about like a lot of what it's about really is the idea that you you um that if you take on the idea of freedom as the highest ethic yeah that you know there's nothing that's denied to you right if you're if you are the overman and you can see that killing somebody would make the world a better place, then you have the right to do that. That's what AI is going to do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so there's, there's certain things that we want to be, you know, you want to be enmeshed in responsibility because it gives meaning to life. It's like you cultivate certain types of freedom. You want to have the options to serve the responsibilities that you have. Yeah. Right. It's like, you don't want to be free to not care for your children. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. Give them what they need. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, but again, like freedom for me has nothing to do with the, this idea of being reckless. Mm-hmm. You see, for me, it's more freedom of like, for me, it's all about self-development. It's like, and again, it's linked with my, my, my journey in school. It's like, we are more than what we have become. And is that what, we, what they give to us is the best we, we are supposed to have and I'm, for me, it's like absolutely not. It's a lot of stuff is linked with money, linked with interest, linked with tradition. It's, it has been done like this. So why do you want to change it? The kind of stuff like that. And, but in reality, I believe, my God, we, we like, we can be more than that. We can literally be more than that. It, it will take time. Hopefully we, we get there, but everything is linked with that. And for me, that's why like the freedom say, Everything you want to do. And they start with something very simple. You go in the bench, you do balance on the bench. So, oh, what are you doing on the bench? You're not supposed to do that. Yeah. I'm not hurting anyone. I'm not damaging it. I'm not making it dirty, whatever. But, you know, people already start to put their stuff on you and say, okay, so does that mean I need to have a, on my own bench in my garden and doing my own thing and then I can create my own stuff? Like now we've got iPhone or whatever. We've got laptop and stuff like that. But someone who fight to do it. It didn't like, oh yeah, I make it, okay? If someone fight to get his ideas done, like I said, because I say I'm a drawer, to, he had an idea, he draw it, he make it with many people, they get together, they did, and now we all say, oh, hallelujah, this is good, this is brilliant. But in reality, it's just like, that's mean you can create, you can come up with something like absolutely amazing, mm-hmm. but I, like we say, the environment prevents you like to do exactly this, uh, your surrounding also prevent you and also yourself. Because if you haven't been taught properly, but everything goes like you're being suppressed. Yeah. That's why, like for me, when, when I do stuff, I can feel like, say, oh my God, I've got, I've got, 
ideas, but my ideas can be suppressed. And, uh, and, and the recent events show that or again, it's like, like we're, we're not ready yet. You have a freedom that I don't have, which is the freedom to create art that represents something in your mind because you, you've taken on discipline to cultivate skill that gives you that freedom. Like what? So, so it's again, I mean, would, so I have, if I have an image in my head, something I want to yeah. capture and put on paper and it would yeah. help me understand something or help me represent to somebody else. Yeah. You know, like I want to make a video. I want to storyboard it. I don't have the skill. So that, that, that option is closed to me. You have this option. You can say, but you can talk. You can, you can ask someone to do it for you. I can, but it's not the same. Like I, I'm trying to create an image uh, for my brand, which is a dragon. Um, wrapped around so there's a dragon and then yeah. the base is is the is the hero confronting the dragon and then yeah. the yin yang coming up with the representation of the different aspects of of how we train in that right so within that is, is where we train so I, I can imagine it but i can't draw it but you can draw it right you could draw the image if you have if you had a, whatever image you have in your head now you can you have some freedom to achieve it and yeah. it's you you have it because of discipline yeah, because, because of chosen yeah. to put in the time. Yeah. And we, you know, as with children, we, we have to discipline them to some degree, right? Yeah. We, we have, we, if we want them to have, they can't always see the type of options that they'll want in the future. Yeah. We want to give them as wide a set of options as possible. Oh, yeah. They need, they need, yeah, they, they need to go through the training. They need to go through yeah. try and error and stuff like that. The, like I say, sometimes, like in my past, because I certainly evolved school and stuff like that. But for me, first of all, I think uh, I had a lot of uh, uncompetent uh, teacher, yeah. and uh, they would they were not trained properly. Uh, they were not storyteller. They were not able to because for me, teaching is a high about uh, high skills. They're not in, they're not they are not able to inspire. Mm -hmm. uh, they have their own issues. Some of them have their own issue that pass on us. Uh, and, the, and, and the stuff was more uh, set up for race, which we know when we do parkour, it's not about competition. Mm -hmm. you know? But everything was set up for race and to a grade, which means nothing. And also uh, like accumulating a lot of information, which some of them you will, you will never use. So it's good to be, tr to train, to to be able to retain information and to learn something, but also more important is to give them the ability to choose what, like to, like to hold them accountable. So you need to stay stick to that, but also to let them choose a path, what they want to do. I give an example. I'm a, I always say that I'm a speaker. Mm -hmm. I'm teaching a physical activity and I'm drawing. When I was in school, there was keep saying, oh, this guy is just like, keep chit-chatting. He's never stopped talking. Okay. <laughs> he's never listening because he's always looking in the sky and somewhere else, observing everything. He's always, it he can't stay in one place. It's always moving. Okay. And when it's time to write it down, what we say to write it down, he spends his time to draw. <laughs> and that's why for me, it's like, Sometime, okay, it's just like, uh, and that's why I say it's the pain. It's always like start from the pain. But I always say, sometimes I say, it's incredible because I knew from day one. I knew it. 
it wasn't, I, I had to go through the practice because it's not like I knew uh, she should leave me free and stuff like that. No, you need guidance, definitely, for sure. You need someone to say this, but you need someone to tell you, like a good mentor, you know what? I think you, some people have that. Some people say, you know what? You've got something special. I'm going to help you. I'm going to help you like a flower to raise and to, yeah. to, 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 to flourish. I did a TED talk actually about how play reveals what we should pay attention to in some sense. Mm -hmm. You need to give children lots of playtime because the way that they play will tell you the things that they are inherently driven towards, which is where yeah. the, the genius will be. Yeah. If, if, if I give you, if you have freedom and, and you go and you draw and you go and you do more uh, movement, it's like, well, those are the things that we need to educate you. In, yeah. Right? Yeah. We need to, we also need to keep your, you know, you, you also need some strength over here in this thing that you don't necessarily enjoy sometimes. Like we have to balance. Oh, yeah. But if we don't, if we don't respect the, the child, the self, the child, the individual, if you, like as an, even as an adult, like it's like, go do parkour, go do martial arts, go do this, go do that. And you'll know, you'll know what you really like. And then that'll tell you what you should be focusing. Yeah. I think I've been absolutely, like I say, I've been very blessed to have parkour. Yeah. And also, no, not only parkour, but also to have the interest for movie. Yeah. Because everything I watch from, from the movie and from the awful Dragon Ball, all this stuff, people say, oh, it's just an anime and stuff like that. I say, no, 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 it's not. It teaches, it teaches me uh, to be relentless, resilience, uh, to train hard, like, yeah. and, and to go through pain. Like, Pain is good. You, usually pain is not good. But through all this anime, I'm not talking about pain like punching someone. The pain of like, oh, God, come on, I need to keep on going because I got that. All this stuff. It's, in school, they will never taught me that. Never. I, I, I know. And I had some, like I say, I've got many teachers. But they can't teach you this kind of like, this idea of like, come on, Ali, one more. <laughs> you know, you feel it. You feel it. Rocky, you watch Rocky, it's the same. You feel like every martial art, you see this, come on, ah, this kind of transformation stuff. By myself, oh yeah, go draw. It's not enough. You need, you need a few, you need some piece of, uh, of the puzzle. And parkour get me, get me that, being with uh, David and all this training. And for me, as I say, uh, I talk about David because mainly I was with David. Was, and this, yeah, David was, uh, this, is this is David with the training. Uh, your guy, I, in a sense, right? In the hero's journey, he was the guy who showed up for you and initiated yeah, you onto that. Yeah. Yeah, Bruce Lee uh, gave me the key when I was missing. David was the, 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 the friend, the, the brother I had on my, on my journey to do my journey. Yeah. And along this journey, I had other brother because it's my cultural, like all the yeah. Yamakasi guys, they're my brother because we're in the same generation, same generation. There is different generation. The parkour from the 80s, the parkour from the 90s, the parkour from 2000, the parkour. There is different generation. It's not the same. And, uh, but I've been lucky to have that. And that makes who I am now. That's why I've got resilience. I'm very tough to, to, to pain. Uh, mm -hmm. uh, you know, I, I, it's, it's like, you see, I can, I broke my arm. I see my bone yeah, in my head. So I was in training mode. Okay, I'm going to go, stuff like that. But then I can miss something artistically and you will see me crying like a baby mm -hmm. because I've got the sensitivity on one side and I've got this toughness from this side and I've been blessed to have this in my journey. Beautiful. Yeah, well, um, I got to 
get ready for my next meeting. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> How long did we spoke for? I don't I have no idea. Over two hours. Um, oh no! As usual. <laughs> as usual. No, it was ninety minutes, right? <laughs> yeah, ninety minutes. It's okay. Uh, I, I kind of thought that would happen. Um, it's always, you know, we just have so much we we share in common. So yeah. thank you again, and I, I'm really looking forward to. Uh, yeah, I hope to come visit you in the UK, or you come come over. Oh here. yeah, please. I, and I definitely want to come with you. Yeah. All the stuff you do, you know, I I watch. I say, oh my god, yeah. it's it interests me. It's so cool, so refreshing. Uh, like for me, again, uh, I like it because also you're you're an adult. You know, I like to speak with. I like to be with with kids around because yeah. of energy, like mm-hmm. fountain of youth. But I like to gravitate around uh, adults who can say also to me, "You're wrong. I disagree," and stuff like that. Yeah. It's so important. And uh, yeah, that's it. Wonderful. Okay, thank you, uh, Seb. Do you have anything going on this uh, uh, Fukan Freerunning Academy? Um, yeah, my, yeah I keep on doing my business. Uh, that's it. Uh, I still in my bubble. I love World Chase Tag. That's what I do. Yeah, we didn't uh, even talk about World Chase Tag. I wanted to talk about that. But. Yeah, I'm mm-hmm. an advocate of this because I. It's, uh, oh, I we got to we got to spar. I uh, I had those guys on, and um, yeah, we'll we'll talk more about that. In the future. Yeah, thank yeah. you very much, I, Seb. I yeah, we we're in the same page on this definitely. <laughs> Hey, you've reached the end of another Evolve Move Play podcast. If you enjoyed what you heard, if you want to be involved in the conversation, please consider joining us in our new membership subscription so you can get access to question and answers with our live speakers once a month, question and answers with me once a month, and a dedicated forum to discuss everything going on in the podcast, as well as a general discussion of movement on our general movement forums. If you're interested in that, make sure to check out the link below, get signed up, and join a part of our membership community. If you can't join our membership community right now, it's still always helpful if you can like, share, and subscribe, and even hit that bell and get notifications for upcoming Evolve Move Play podcasts. But audios for now, and we'll see you next time. Thanks, guys.